Bonjour, this is Fabulously Delicious, the French food podcast. It's the podcast that's all about the cuisine that is said to have founded modern cooking. French ingredients and dishes have been the starting block for many of the world's best chefs and cooks. On Fabulously Delicious, you'll learn all about those dishes and ingredients, as well as get to know more about fabulous French foodies. I'm your host, Andrew Pryor. Enchanté. Enchanté. Ten years ago, my life changed when I competed on MasterChef Australia, and now I'm living my best life right here in the French countryside. Here, life is all about cooking, eating, meeting wonderful locals, food producers, chefs, home cooks, drinking amazing wines, eating some of the over, would you believe, 1,500 French cheeses, and sharing these fabulous experiences with you, my fabulously delicious audience. I hope you're enjoying them. Today, we're continuing the A to Z of French herbs. And today's herb is one that has so many varieties that I couldn't name them all in one podcast episode. To be honest, it's grown practically all over the world and loved by so many, not just the French. So sit back, turn the volume up, if you're not driving, pour yourself a glass of wine, break a baguette, add a bit of saucisson maybe, some of that delicious cheese, and enjoy today's episode of Fabulously Delicious, the A to Z of French herbs, mint. Mint is pronounced in French, mont, and spelt M-E-N-T-H-E. Mint is also known as mentha, which comes from the Greek mintha, or mintai. It is part of, like so many herbs that we come across in this series, the Lamaceae or mint family, which includes herbs like basil, rosemary, sage, oregano, and catnip. Some plants that have fragrant leaves are called mint, but are actually not in the mint family, like, for example, Vietnamese mint, and also Mexican mint, the latter actually being part of the sunflower family. Mint is found in Europe, Africa, Asia, Australia, Oceania, North and South America. The plant loves many different environments, but mostly it grows the best in wet, moist soils. In general, mint tolerates a wide range of conditions and can also be grown in full sun. Mint grows all year round. Mint is an aromatic perennial herb, except in some exceptions, depending on the species. They have widespreading underground and overground stolons. A stolon is the botanical name of runners that the plant gives to grow. These are a reason why a lot of people plant mint in the garden, in pots, not in garden beds. It can grow from 10 to 120 centimetres tall and spreads all over the garden if planted in it. Due to their tendency to spread, mint is often considered invasive. Mints are good companion plants as they repel insects that aren't good for other plants, whilst at the same time attracting beneficial insects. In fact, many people actually put mint in their kitchen cupboards and drawers as it repels pesky ants. Mint has leaves of different colours depending on the species. It can be dark green, grey-green, purple, blue and this even pale yellow mint. Mint often flowers with white to purple flowers and will fruit with little pods that contain one to four seeds. There are many different names and varieties of mint, including bowls mint, chocolate mint, corn mint, 
Curly Mint, Eau de Cologne Mint, Field Mint, Flea Mint, Ginger Mint, Green Mint, Grey Mint, Marsh Mint, Meadow Mint, Mojito Mint, Pennyroyal, Peppermint, Pole Mint, Red Rapilla Mint, Round Leaf Mint, Spear Mint, Tall Mint, Tea Mint, Tooth Mint, Water Mint, and Wally Mint. Well, that's a lot to say. Then there's the fruity varieties, like Apple Mint, Banana Mint, Kiwi Mint, Lemon Mint, Pineapple Mint, and Strawberry Mint. Oh, but let's not forget the ones named after places, like Canada Mint, Corsican Mint, Cuba Mint, Japanese Mint, and Swiss Mint. There's actually more than 3,000 names for mint and its many varieties. There are five species of mint growing wildly in France, and many more commercial varieties grown as well. In the Haute de Provence, there's a variety of peppermint that has been growing commercially since the 19th century. In history, mint has been used as a medicinal herb, as well as a culinary one. One of the oldest records of mint herbs are attributed to King Hammurabi of ancient Babylon, who prescribed them for medicinal purposes, namely for gastrointestinal issues. One of the oldest surviving medical texts in the world, the ancient Egyptian Ebus Papyrus from 1550 BC, cites mint as a digestive and a tool to soothe flatulence. The ancient Greeks used to rub mint on their arms, believing that it would make them stronger. They used to call mint the herb of hospitality. And there's a story in Greek mythology that a nymph named Mint, M-I-N-T-H-E, was beloved by Hades and was transformed into a mint plant by Dementa, the mother of Persephone. Throughout Europe, many cultures used mint as a room deodorizer and even laid it across floors of their houses to cover the smell of the hard-packed soil that was their floor. Stepping on the mint would help to spread its scent throughout the room. Charlemagne, leader of the Holy Roman Empire and founder of the first medical school in Salerno in the 9th century, ordered medicinal plants in which mint were already included to be cultivated inside state-owned land. The Romans, in fact, stewed mint during their banquets to scent their tables and create a warm welcome to their guests, apparently. They often would, would wear garlands of mint and brought mint with them as they made their way through Europe and then Britain. During the Middle Ages, Avancina recommended the taking of water mint as a treatment to reduce sexual desire. Dietaries from the late 1500s suggested that mint juice was effective against poison and that the mint herb encouraged circulation of good blood if eaten raw. The powder of mint was thought to aid in killing worms in the stomach and when mixed with milk could be used for this purpose even with infants. It's been used as a medicinal herb to treat stomach aches, chest pains, nausea, and even irritable bowel syndrome today. 
Fabulously Delicious is a part of the Evergreen Podcast Network. Some of my favourite fabulous shows on the Evergreen Podcast Network are the French History Podcast, where Dr. Gary Giraud explores events and people from three million years ago to today in France. Gary Giraud is a historian who has a PhD in modern British and French history. Another great podcast about French history on the Evergreen Network is Le Secle by David Montgomery. It's all about France's history from 1814 to 1914, which was the century in France which was full of both turmoil and stagnation, revolution and industrialization, wealth and poverty. The Secle podcast, as well as Fabulously Delicious and the French History podcast, are a part of the Evergreen Podcast Network. Check it out at evergreenpodcast.com. If you're using mint leaves for culinary uses, it should be used fresh and stored up to a few days in a plastic bag in the fridge. But you can also freeze ice cubes of mint leaves with water. Another fabulous use of mint in cuisine is dried mint, which is fantastic in many uses in the kitchen. Dried mint should be stored in airtight containers in a cool, dark place. The leaves of the mint plant have a fresh, aromatic, sweet flavour with a cool aftertaste, and it's often used in teas, drinks, jellies, candies, and many dishes in French cuisine, as well as other cuisines around the world. In France in particular, you will find mint in alcohol, especially in the mint-flavoured liqueur creme de menthe. Along with this liqueur, the French also love a mint syrup, which you can often see many adults drinking in the morning on a summer's day in many French bars, bistros and cafes. It's probably no surprise at all to you that Morocco is the main producer of mint in the world, with mainly peppermint and spearmint being grown. In fact, Morocco accounted for 90% of the world's production of mint in 2019, followed by Argentina, Mexico and Japan. Of course, one of the ways Moroccans use mint is in mint tea, which is loved by many French people. I love mint tea too. So here's my recipe for mint tea. The ingredients you'll need are one tablespoon of green tea, a bunch of fresh mint, two tablespoons of caster sugar. Place the green tea in a pot and add a small amount of boiling water. Then add the mint and then fill the pot with the boiling water. Add the sugar and allow it to sit for a few minutes, then pour. You can replace the sugar with honey, agave syrup or another sweetener if you prefer. One of my favourite things about French cuisine is its sauces and there's a little known sauce called the sauce palois, which comes from the mother sauce Bernays. But instead of using tarragon, you use mint. Here is my recipe for sauce polois, which can be served on a lovely piece of poached fish or perhaps over some lamb cutlets. The ingredients you'll need are two tablespoons of chopped fresh mint, five finely chopped echelots, 100 mils of white wine vinegar, three egg yolks, save the whites, put them in a Ziploc bag, and freeze them to make a pavlova later. 250 grams of butter. The method, 
Place in a saucepan the mint, shallots and vinegar and reduce over high heat until the liquid is completely evaporated and then place in a bowl. Off the heat, add the eggs to the bowl by mixing with a small whisk. Then add two tablespoons of water, salt and pepper and mix this. Place the bowl over a saucepan of boiling water, a bain-marie, and gradually incorporate the butter into small pieces while continuing to whisk until the sauce is thickened up. If it gets too thick, you can add a little bit of water to dilute it. When in France, you'll often see people drinking syrups or cordials, as they love them. More and more people here, though, are making their own so that they can control the sugar level and, of course, other non-natural ingredients that might go in them. So here is my recipe for a mint syrup that can be used with cocktails or as a cordial. The ingredients you'll need, two bunches of mint leaves, 400 grams of caster sugar, 600 mils of water. The method, place the leaves and sugar into a saucepan with the water and bring to the boil. Boil for 10 minutes and remove from the heat. Allow this to cool and then strain into a glass bottle and store in a cool dark place or in the fridge until you're ready to use it. Mint's essential oil is used to flavour many fresheners, drinks, mouthwashes, toothpaste, chewing gums, candies and chocolate. The oil is also used in cosmetics and perfume, as well as aromatherapy. There's a proverb in Morocco about mint tea. It says, It takes three conditions to make tea. Time embers and friends that's it for another episode of season three of fabulously delicious how do you use mint what's your favorite recipe for using mint let me know by contacting me via instagram slide into my dms at andrew Pryor fabulously or email me on contact at andrewpryorfabulously.com i love to chat with you all if you share your recipes with mint with me then I'll give them a go and post on my socials, possibly even my blog, which you can find at andrewpriorfabulously.com. Thank you for listening, and remember, you know what my motto is, whatever you do, do it fabulously. Merci beaucoup, and bon app. Hello, and welcome to Novel Conversations, a podcast about the world's greatest stories. I'm your host, Frank Lavallo, and for each episode of Novel Conversations, I talk to two readers about one book, and together we summarize the story for you. 
We introduce you to the characters, we tell you what happens to them, and we read from the book along the way. So if you love hearing a good story, you're in the right place. Our ninth season is coming this fall. Tune in to hear from some of the all-time great authors, Charles Dickens, Jules Verne, F. Scott Fitzgerald, and more. Subscribe to Novel Conversations wherever you listen to podcasts.